the children of the Force. Welcome to episode 75 of Children of the Force, a podcast about Star Wars by one adult and his two kids. I'm Valdowatsky, the adult. Stop it, you're not. Fine. I'm Hannah, and I'm almost 11. Almost. And uh, I'm Al Nowatsky, the adult. I'm, I'm, I'm John Lord. I'm Liam, and I'm eight. You're Liam and you're eight. <laughs> if you're wondering why I said I'm John Lawrence, it's a person from Hamilton. So. Oh, okay. Yes. I bet there's people listening out there who would love Hamilton. Oh, uh, maybe. There might be. Uh, and before we get any further, yes, we know there's a new director for the Han Solo movie. We're not going to talk about it until later in the show. We went to Valley Fair, and that's when I found out we were on a ride, and Leah was talking to Daddy, and Daddy's like, oh, oh, okay. And it was like a, it was like a really, really fun, <laughs> kind of scary ride. Kinda, and yeah. Daddy like, oh, okay, so so what do you think about the, about the new director for the Han Solo movie? And I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> like, I had no idea. So we did a little mini uh, news segment on this, <laughs> yeah. on this super... Oh, nauseating ride. I was like, I was. It's the kind of ride that I didn't like. I loved it though. Wait, it was the kind of ride. Uh, I think it was called Northern Lights. Oh no! It was the too. kind of ride that I'm not a huge fan of. And Liam, you just started talking to me during the ride, like it was no big deal. And I was like, oh yeah, sure, let's just talk. Like, hey, what do you think of the new? Yeah, and then that Anna, that's how you found out. Yeah, I was like, I wait, forgot what? To tell you, I guess. So you found out that way on a ride at Valley Fair, which is like the big amusement park. Uh, thing like a six flags kind of thing it was uh, fun. with huge roller coasters and stuff like that uh in the in the minneapolis st paul metro area yes so anyway we'll talk about that later uh it's news but i don't i don't want to make the whole episode about it because i just don't but uh but yeah we took the week off last week we had a really busy week last mm-hmm. week kind of a blur i'm trying to remember all the things we did we went camping up on the north shore of lake superior oh my gosh that was over last father's weekend? day weekend yes oh wow uh, that was super fun um went all the way up to grand marais again got which so we much love rocks. up there got a lot of rocks got bit by a bunch of bugs and uh got to kind of take in the the majesty of lake superior Super, just love looking at the lake. Um, growing up landlocked in North Dakota, it's always it was always like a big deal for me to see a body of water that I cannot see the other side of. And I didn't see that till I was in high school, I think. Uh, really? Wow. Up in Lake, Lake Winnipeg, I think, up in Manitoba. Um, but, uh, but yeah, Lake Superior is not that Remember far from us. So until I was like two years old. Well, the first time you went up to the North Shore. I was two. Two? Oh no, I think you're older than that. Anyway, um, yeah. So then, and then we got back home and had like a day off, and then we went to Valley Fair and did some roller coasters and stuff like that. And And this is all mommy's planning. Oh yeah, because your mom had the week off, so it was a big staycation. I feel like there's something else we did. We went up. We went up to the Brainerd Lakes, you know, big lake area in Minnesota. visiting your mom's family and then uh oh we told your cousin about the podcast and oh, yeah, uh, so he's maybe he's listening us. he might be listening now uh if so hello kian and we're <laughs> patiently waiting for your voicemail that you said you'd send us so yeah so send uh, us. that's a speakpipe.com slash children of the force 
Uh, the link will be on our website, which is uh, childrenoftheforce.com. So if you're listening, you want to leave that voicemail. We're still waiting for it. Uh, you guys gave me uh, Al Franken's new book, Giant of the Senate, uh, for Father's Day, which, thanks again. Um, I get it, Al Franken's book. It's perfect. Because <clears throat> my name is Al? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I started reading that, and it feels really weird to read a book that's not Star Wars uh, for me, because I've been reading a lot of Star Wars lately, and by lately I mean like the last few years. Uh, it's been a while since I've read... Jeez, I can't remember the last time I read a book that wasn't a Star Wars book. It's kind of sad, actually. I should probably branch out, but I only have enough time to read the Star Wars books. I hardly have enough time for that, even. Uh, but I love Al Franken's books, and I've read all of the old, all of his other books. You know, the books that he wrote before he became senator. And uh, so it's kind of like coming home to an old friend reading an Al Franken book. So I'm really enjoying that. So thanks again, kids, for that book. Um, It was Mama's idea. <laughs> well, you... Put your names on it. So. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> no, uh, it was my idea. It was your idea. Oh, okay. It was not your idea. Yeah, it was. <laughs> oh, it was Mama's. Yeah, yeah it was. Anyway. So next week, uh, we're going to be a little programming note. We're going to be in Colorado all week next week. Woohoo! Yeah, going Sorry. up into the Rocky Mountains. It's going to be super fun, visiting some more family. <gasps> and, oh my gosh, we should uh, get them on the podcast. And seeing the Avid Brothers, uh, which is a band. <laughs> If you haven't heard of the Avid Brothers, it's kind of a folk band. Uh, live at Red Rocks. Red Rocks Amphitheater, which is one of the best places to listen to listen to music anywhere in the world, from what I've heard. So, pretty happy about that. I'm but super excited! Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a fun trip. Um, it's going to be a road trip to Colorado, which is like a 12-hour drive. That I want uh, to go on a plane because I haven't been yeah, on a plane. Well, Sounds like It's four. been a while. It's been a while, but... You know, road trips are cheaper, and we get more reading done then. So <laughs> we're, we're currently reading uh, the Graveyard Book by oh my uh, Neil Gaiman, which is kind of creepy, but if pretty good. If you don't good. like kind of creepy books, don't read it because <laughs> it's creepy. Yeah. Hey, uh, uh, we know that our listener Nick uh, from London really likes creepy books because he read those. Uh, he read those Star Wars. Um, but he said they Red Harvest creepy, right? and stuff. Well, you know, these aren't quite as creepy. Nick, I'd say uh, Neil Gaiman, if you haven't discovered Neil Gaiman. He writes some pretty creepy stuff. Uh, Coraline is probably his most famous book that's kind of aimed at kids. I wouldn't say it's a children's book. It's, it's not a children's book. It's still book. kind of creepy and, and it, I really think it's weird. probably for 12, 13. Um, yeah, maybe. Yeah, something like that. And that that's Nick. That's, that's you. Yeah, that's, old that, enough. that's me. I'm old enough. We actually just watched Coraline, the movie, a few days ago. Uh, that's the first time I've ever seen it, but you've seen so it before, Anna, right? Yes, yeah. it's a really good movie. Yeah, it's pretty good. Liam, what do you think of it? It's pretty good. It was really good. Was it too scary? Uh-uh. No, not for you. Well, that's that's good. Um, you know, and, and you, you didn't have nightmares about waking up and, and I'd have buttons for eyes or anything like that? <laughs> no? No. No, because if I had buttons for eyes, I'd let you do whatever you want. And give you all the sugar you want, wouldn't I? Oh, that'd be that'd awesome. Be a, yeah, it'd be, it'd be so nice. Oh, uh, but it? no, it would not be nice. <laughs> <laughs> then oh, yeah, it'd be so nice. Oh, yeah. I need so my eyes out. <laughs> right. Anyway, so. Anyways. Uh, so that's kind of what we've been up to. Uh, we only had a week off, but it feels like longer. Um, but now we're back. And uh, let's talk about some Star Warsy stuff <laughs> that we've been up to. We actually haven't really been too busy with Star Warsy stuff. Uh, we've been too busy with other stuff. Uh, to do Star Wars-y things, uh, for the most part. I think I've checked out a lot of Star Wars comics. Anna, you're still working your way through the Vader, Vader comics? yep. You're on Vader Down right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How's that, huh? I haven't gotten for 
very far into well. it, but it really... Sorry, I don't want to spoil it. That's okay. But it kind it's of been really, out for a while. Okay, it really makes... It se- really... Well, this isn't even the spoiler. No. <laughs> it really seems like Luke's dead at the at the oh, beginning, but he's not. Like yeah. Because he's in the fifth movie. Right, of course. Uh, and the sixth movie, and the seventh movie, and the eighth movie. Um, so, yeah, have you gotten to the part where Leia does her, her thing? Where she no. tells the rebels to do... Okay, never mind. <laughs> I, I'm at it's the a pretty part, awesome I'm part. at the part where Han is um, in the rocks, hmm. and um, she just ripped off the arms of the... Triple zero? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good moment. It's 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 so it's so <laughs> soothing. It's like finally you get what you deserve. You want to you want to drink people's blood? Now we're going to rip your arms out. <laughs> oh, it's not the end of Triple Zero. I know. <laughs> Trust me, I know. All right. So, uh so yeah, those those You'll are fun see. comics. And Liam, you just reread the Lando comic, right? Just today. The first yeah. one. Didn't you? No, the, the whole Lando really? comic. Really? Yeah. It's a five-issue series, mini-series. What do you think about that one, Liam? It's really good. Yeah, what do you think about the whole idea of, of an object being able to turn someone to the dark side, kind of? I haven't read them yet. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Oh, it's okay, it's re- though. It's really cool. Yeah, it's a little it's a little weird, though, and, and I still kind of wonder whether or not my theory about Vader's helmet and uh, Kylo Ren so could still it? stand, you know? But so, so, like, could Kylo have had the same kind of experience that Rey had with... The lightsaber, you know, like the first time she touched the lightsaber, right. she had these visions. What if, what if Ben, right, Ben, Ben, touched Vader's mask and and had these same the same kind of vision thing, but it was so powerful and so dark that it kind of turned him to the dark side a little bit. Um, because this happens in the Lando comic, right? Someone touches this mask that is like imbued with dark side magic almost right like you it's won't like even, this, you don't even know i i forget um, yeah we yeah you, you wouldn't even understand. it's no one it's no one you know if i told <laughs> you um the name of the person you would have no idea who it is sure yeah it's no one you've, no one you know yet no one so knows. but anyway uh yeah so we've been kind of just kind of rereading comics because uh, i stopped buying new comics so now we're kind of waiting for them to come out trade paperback and uh yeah reading them that way so it's just an easier way to read them anyway, instead of issue by issue. So, um, Nick from London uh, sent us his best Tell That to Kanja Club impression. and uh, It's going to be good. And as he says, it's a Scottish impression from someone with Scottish relatives. So he has you know relatives who speak in this accent, which is different from an English accent. Now, I think a lot of people who grow up in the United States around... Uh, you know, American English speakers, right? Uh, hear that accent and don't really hear the difference all that much. I don't. Um, but it's the difference between Obi-Wan Kenobi and Tarkin, right? Tarkin Obi- doesn't have an accent. <laughs> Tarkin has a British accent. He does? Sure. Everybody kind has of. an accent. Yeah, he does. Yeah. yeah. And well, everyone has an accent. Give, give me right? his accent. Give me his accent. <laughs> oh, I can't. I can't do accents. Oh yeah, he does. Uh, I, I don't know. You may file oh. when ready. I don't know. That's... Oh, I can I can tell the difference. <laughs> anyway, well, Scottish is a little more Scottish, like this, you know. Scottish. It's... Ah, that's horrible. I know it is. I'm sorry, Scottish. Nick. Apologize in advance. Yeah, I. That's, yeah, that's I know bad. it's bad. You and McGregor are Scottish, right? So Obi Wan Kenobi has more of a Scottish right. um, okay. accent. And what is although Nick you and McGregor definitely what is tries to make his accent more like 
Alec Guinness's uh, accent, right? Which I don't know if Alec Guinness was Scottish. I think he was English. So, um, so I think Ewan McGregor kind of took some Scottish out of his accent, you know, and, and kind of tried to make it more English, but you know, you could still hear his Scottishness. Uh, Nick is going to do tell that to Kanja Club, which is what Balatik says, and uh, it is and Balatik has a Scottish accent. So here we go. Tell that to Kanja Club. Tell that to Kanja Club. Not bad. That's good. Not bad at all. Let's hear it again. Should we play those two back to back yeah. again? All right. Tell that to Kanja Club. Tell that to Kanja Club. Wow. That's good. Nice work, Nick. That's, you worked on that's that good. one. You actually did work on that one. You said that you perfected Yoda's accent last time, and I asked you how you do that, and you laughed and said, no, you don't actually, I didn't actually do it, I just did the accent. I thought maybe you, like, recorded it and listened back to yourself, although I would be willing to bet that with that Tell That to Kanja Club, you probably did <laughs> actually record and listen back to yourself, because that's pretty darn close. Pretty darn close. Yeah. yeah. The only, the only, really the only difference I could hear uh-huh. was... The loudness. The loudness, like, the, the pitch of the voice too, yeah, right? And and so, how the and how the echo. Sure. Like sure, I could actually add an echo to Nick's. And I was thinking, I was, I was trying to figure out on GarageBand for some reason I can't figure it out how to pitch down the voice a little bit. So how to make Nick's voice a little bit lower and add an echo and try to make it sound as much like Balatik as I possibly could. Uh, oh my I might do that. You might hear that right now, listener at home. Tell that to Kanja Club. Tell that to Kanja Club. If I can figure out how to do it. Otherwise, uh, you know, I'll work on it. Maybe get it get it ready for the uh, in the car. Listener in a public restroom. I don't know. <laughs> listener. No one might actually be in a public restroom. Listener, listener mowing. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Well, actually, and you know what? I am very proud to say that our podcast passes the lawnmower test. You already told us that. Yeah, I'm going to say it. When did I say that? What, two years ago? Or was it last summer, maybe? What's right? the lawnmower no, test? No, Daddy. You said that like two episodes ago. No, the I did not. Test? Did What's you? the lawnmower test? The lawnmower test is can you listen to this podcast while mowing the lawn if you have a gas lawnmower, right? One that's really loud. And, uh, and I make sure that our podcast levels are high enough that if you turn it all the way up, and you're mowing the lawn, you should be able to hear us without any problem. Um, that also means that, you know, if you're listening to another podcast and it goes to our podcast, you might have to turn us down a little bit. Because I put our levels up a little bit higher than other podcasts, but that's because when I mow the lawn, I want to listen to podcasts, and I can't always listen to the podcasts I want to listen to because they're too quiet. I can't turn them up loud enough, right, to hear over the lawnmower. So we passed the lawnmower test. We are lawnmower test approved. <laughs> You're a children of the force. I should make a stamp. Boom. Lawnmower test approved. All right. Wow, uh, that's funny, Daddy. Oh, thank you. Thanks. <laughs> and non-Star Warsy, um, Hamilton continues to be a thing that is a constant in our house. Uh, it has captured your imaginations, kids, in a way that I think only Star Wars has so far. Uh, it is quite amazing how how interested and how like devoted you are to listening to the hamilton soundtrack and singing <laughs> and singing the hamil and acting out hamilton yes uh yeah it's a constant in our house and in our car and in my head as i'm going to sleep and as i wake up and all points in between i will have a hamilton song could be any of them really yeah uh, we listen constantly to all of them. running through my head 
Um, so Hamilton, uh, there are some songs that are marked as explicit. So there's a few swear words in some of the songs. A so few? There's swear words in pretty much every song. Well, but a, some, if you listen closely, it has But the degrees, the degrees yeah. of words, yeah. of, of how offensive the words are yeah. considered, are, you know, they vary. I would say that if you have a young kid, you know, listen to it first. Listen to and it and then maybe... Just you, make your own judgments. They do a good yeah. job. They swear, but they do a good job on not trying, not hurting people with the swears. Yes, that's true. The swear words are are well placed because they're most, not like most swear words in the in Hamilton. Like pretty much all of them are not said to people, but there's right. some that are really bad. That's true. That right. are to people. Yeah, there are. And a couple, yeah. There's some songs that have a lot of swears in them. Sometimes mm-hmm. that have like one. Sure. And so some that have so it it varies. And one. we've talked about how you know words are words, and if if uh you know, and I know you kids you know, aren't going to be repeating those words. Right. So I'm not, I don't have a problem with you listening to them. I mean, when you get older, you'll use those words because you'll be old enough to understand exactly when and how to use them. And it'll be socially acceptable to, for you to use them in certain situations. Um, but I know you're not going to use them now, so I'm not worried about it. But as a parent, if you're listening to this and kids, if you're listening to this, don't just go queue up Hamilton on Spotify, you know, have your parents listen to it first. Uh, and you know, make sure it's okay. But, uh, yeah. anyway, uh, Hamilton, it's still here and doesn't seem to be going away anytime soon. Nope. Um, so. Probably. It's going to stay that. for a really you long time. <laughs> you were too mad? Sure. Oh, probably not. Mm, let's head on over to the news. Uh, So the first story details have come out about a couple projects that we've talked about in the past. First, there's that IDW Star Wars comic, the one that Marvel isn't doing that's kind of geared more toward kids. You guys remember this one? Right? The Star Wars Adventures. Yeah. The first one's coming out September 6th, and the first couple issues are by Kevin Scott, who is the author of those Adventures in Wild Space books. Still haven't read them. Which we still have not read. (laughs) I read the first couple pages of the first one, and... uh, I have other books I need to read. So. Yeah, me too. I have other books that I need to read. <laughs> um, so, so there's a little bit of news about it, right? And it's uh, IDW says each issue in this monthly series will feature two stories. So the what what did we say it was like sixty page book or something like that. So two pretty good good length stories, uh, starring your favorite Star Wars characters from all the films. And the first issue will reveal Ray's early adventures mm-hmm. on Jakku as well as a comical tale of clone catastrophe. Uh, you know, you guys said um, you have different books to read. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have different books to read, like the 200-page Hamilton book downstairs sitting, <laughs> waiting there for me to read. That, too. That, I meant yeah. other Star Wars books and that Al Franken book, but you I can read Hamilton. I meant a bunch of different books. I know. Like, I have, like, 80 books that I want to read. Uh, I know. Well, but you don't is, have to dive to read them all. It is summer, so I'm sure you'll get through them. Uh, I doubt it. So yeah, so they say these are going to be about characters from all the films. I do hope that they incorporate Rebels and Clone Wars into these movies too. Because whenever they say things like characters from the films, my first thought is always, awesome. But my second thought is, well, but what about Ahsoka? I want Ahsoka to be in these comics, and she isn't in any of the movies. Right, so mm-hmm. I'm hoping that it'll be all the characters instead of just the characters okay. from the films. No, she isn't. Not yet. 
Uh-huh, yeah, you never know. She could be like this old lady and <laughs> eight. Uh, one could hope. She would be a very old lady. She would be a very awesome <laughs> force user. That would be pretty cool. Lady. That would be pretty cool. It'd she be would awesome. be very old, like older than Luke. If I, 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 yeah. Like a generation older than Luke. I hope. Yeah. I hope I'm right. Uh, I don't think it's going to happen, kids. Sorry. She could be like the super cool force user. <gasps> she could be a force ghost. <gasps> <laughs> okay. All she right. could be a force ghost. We also got news of what some of the stories from that 40th anniversary book, A Certain Point of View. Remember that one? It's going to be 40 short stories that take place during the time of A New Hope from the point of view of characters that you maybe didn't even see in the movie. The idea is like, what if they turned the camera a little bit this way and there was someone standing over there? What's that person's story? Or what's the story of, well, here, there, here's some examples of the, some of these stories, okay? Before I read these, though, I want to say that these little descriptions were posted on the official book site and then they were taken down. So they weren't up there for that long. So it's possible that Delray might not want us to know this, like the, the publisher, um, but honestly, they might have taken them down because some of these ideas might change. Maybe, maybe that's not what the book, you know, what the story will be about after all, right? Cause people are still working on it. Um, so take it with a grain of salt. If you really don't want to know anything about this book or any of these short stories, I'd say skip the next couple minutes, but we're going to talk about them, uh, right now. So, so Gary Witta and Gary Witta wrote, the original Rogue One story. Like, he was the original writer, and then some other people worked on it also after he did. Uh, so he's writing a short story that's going to bridge the gap from Rogue One to A New Hope through the eyes of Captain Antilles. Mm. Cool, right? So Captain Antilles is the captain of the Tantive IV, not Wedge, right? Mm -hmm. So that should be a, you know, pretty cool story. I think a lot of people have wondered, like, how much time passes between there. It could be you know, very, very short story, right? Like here's the, you know, the 10 minutes or the half an hour that, uh, that went in between those times, right? In between Rogue One and A New Hope. Another one is, uh, by Meg Cabot, who isn't Meg Cabot an author that you've read, Anna? Yes, she yeah. is, but I forget what she yeah, does. Yeah. Uh, oh, wait. Oh, she does the, um, I got the books from the library, the, I'll show them to you after the podcast. Okay. Anyway, um, so she's writing a story about uh, where Aunt Beru finds her voice in an intimate character study. So it's just kind of a short story about Aunt Beru. She and, is a good uh, author. Good, good. Uh, another one is by Nettie Okorafor. Nettie Okorafor. Uh, brings dignity and depth to the most unlikely character, the monster in the trash compactor. <laughs> awesome. So we're going to have to find out about the Dianoga <laughs> from the Dianoga's point of view. That's, that's hilarious. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's going to be Yes, gonna this be is going to be hilarious. Yeah. I'm going to love it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, Pablo Hidalgo provides a chilling glimpse inside the mind of Grand Moff Tarkin. And Will Wheaton spins a poignant tale of the rebels left behind on Yavin. Um, yeah, that's a good question. Left behind, like after the evacuation of Yavin, or left behind during the Battle of Yavin, and they they have to stand down there watching the battle, or yeah, left behind when? Uh, Will Wheaton, by the way, is uh, an actor who is now well. Let's see, 
he's sort of just an internet personality now. Uh, he does that board game show that we've watched. Um, oh, yeah, we've watched that a few times. Tabletop is the name of the game. They played the X Wing. Uh, they played right? X Wing. Yeah, we watched that before we before we played X Wing. We watched that, and uh, anyway, he was an actor. He played Wesley Crusher on Star Trek: The Next Generation. So oh. I grew up watching Will Wheaton on TV, um, but now he's an author and an internet personality, which is a thing you can be now, and that's a thing to be an internet personality. So uh, when I was a kid, that wasn't a thing what the heck is that? to be. Just a person on the internet who is famous because, yeah, yeah, exactly. There was no internet. Uh, Who is, who just does things on the internet, you know, like Uh uh, someone who influences others' opinions on things. Uh An internet personality, yes. So I'm, I'm, I'm talking like I'm this, you know, 70 year old person who just heard of the internet, but, but it is something that is relatively new, although it's like five to 10 years old. The fact that people are famous for being on the internet. Uh, so really, if, if you look at like all of human history, it's a very new thing. So I don't feel too old talking about it as if it's a new thing. But, but I do sound like an old person. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only a year and a half away from 40, so I oh, guess... Well, my daddy literally... My mind is older. I'm only 38, but my mind is older. Yeah, exactly. So, so of these books, of these stories that are going to be in this book, I should say, which one of these uh, do you kids want to most read? Um, um, Peru, Dianoga, Tarkin. Can I pick two? Sure. The first two. Yeah? They're from Rogue One to A New Hope and Aunt Peru? Yeah. Yeah? How about you, Liam? Um... Dianoga. Monster. Dianoga. Yeah, Dianoga. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, I want to read the whole book. And Rebels Left Behind on you. Rebels Left Behind. I think mine is probably Grand Moff Tarkin by Pablo Hidalgo. I want to read all yeah. of them. No, I know. Me too. It's going to be <laughs> it's awesome. It's really hard to pick. I cannot wait for this book. It's going to be so fun. Finally, the big news. News that I told you, Anna, while we were on that ride at Valley Fair. Uh, Chris <laughs> Miller and Phil Lord, the directors of the Han Solo movie, have been... Kind of kicked off the Han Solo movie. Wait, um, I thought they chose to be off. No, no, they, they got didn't. kicked off. Yeah, I mean that's the word. That's so all Why? of this, all of this is sort of, uh, you know, fuzzy. Like there's no official. Um, there's not too much official word. Wait, so but they people fired them. Basically, yeah. Why? Um, because, because so so the way Chris Miller and Phil Lord put it was that there was creative differences. So. They wanted to do one thing, and the producer of the movie, and uh, who is Kathleen Kennedy, right? But also like the 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 writer of the script, uh, Lawrence Kasdan, and his son John, uh, but mostly Lawrence, I think, um, or Larry, as Lawrence. I call him, because we're on a first name basis. Larry. It's come from quite a few sources, right? So like just people who were in you know, in the production, people who worked on the set, right? Uh, that Chris Miller and Phil Lord butted heads with Larry Kasdan, right? So the word is that Miller and Lord were taking liberties with the script. So they were doing things that maybe weren't in the script or they were having the actors improvise, right? So the actors, well, this is the word, right? We don't know exactly, but this is kind of what has come out, right? Um, So the actors, like, they're supposed to read what's in the script, right? But what the what the director can do and what the director does a lot on movies is they'll say, you know what, if if the actor has an idea for a line, 
You know, like maybe I could say it this way instead. The director will say, yeah, sure. Uh, most famously in Star Wars, uh, Han's I know when Leia says I love you. Uh, that was Harrison Ford's idea to say I know. Really? Yeah. And uh, uh, Kirshner, who who directed the film, uh, said, sure, go with that. Uh, do that. And uh, yeah, so, so it sounds like Miller and Lord were letting the actors kind of do that more or even encouraging it, right? Like, oh, say stuff that's not in the script and that's fine. And Lawrence Kasdan was like, eh, I wrote the script and I think it really should be the way the script says it should be, right? Mm. Like, you're brought on to make the movie that I wrote, not to make your own movie, you know? So it sounded like they were making it maybe a little bit too goofy also, and Larry Kasdan wanted them to stick to the script. So, you know, we talked about this on a previous episode. Like, do we want a singular vision? Do we want one person to be having that vision like it's like it sounds like Ryan Johnson is having for The Last Jedi? He wrote it. He's directing it. Uh, he says that he has a bunch of creative freedom to do what he wants to do with this movie. Lawrence Kasdan. And no, Ryan Johnson, the director mm. of the last Jedi. Right. right. Remember we talked about how, if, is it going to be his vision or is it going to be a collaboration between a bunch of people like the force awakens was. So the Han Solo movie, it sounds like, like Lawrence Kasdan might get his singular vision on this Han movie. It might be kind of his movie. And I'm not really sure that's a bad thing. Like I, I like Lawrence Kasdan's writing for Star Wars. He wrote, he wrote the screen, Larry Lawrence. Yeah, we go back and forth. Sometimes he doesn't return my calls and then I call him Lawrence. Uh, when we're hanging out though, I call him Larry. It's just, it's complicated. Um, but he wrote, he wrote the screenplay for the Empire Strikes Back. He wrote the force, he wrote Return of the Jedi. He, and he wrote, he co-wrote the force awakens, right? Um, he knows Han Solo. He gets Han. Like, what we know of as Han Solo is is largely because of Larry Kasdan. Right? Oh. So, so it sounds like we're going to get the Han we know, right? Or a younger version of that, right? I hope it's not the exact same Han. Like, I hope he changed a little bit from younger version to older version. Um, but, you know, uh, it sounds like maybe Chris Miller and Phil Lord just had a different idea than Kasdan, right? So... And it was just too much different. And they weren't willing to budge and say, okay, we'll do it this way. But Lucasfilm, like, they're almost done. They were, like, what, 80% done or something like that shooting the movie. They've shot a ton of this movie, over half. And I think what happened was Lucasfilm and, and Kathleen Kennedy and, and Lawrence Kasdan started seeing what they were doing and we're like, ah, we got to do it this way instead. Can we please do it like this instead? And they kept saying, no, I think it sounds like, right? And then they said, okay, well, we, we need to go a different direction then. We can't do this. We're not going to put out this product that we don't believe in, which is a good thing, right? Mm -hmm. um, there will always be this, what could have Han Solo been? What would the movie have been like if, if this never happened? You know, there's always going to be that now which is a bummer, right? But hopefully what we get is going to be good because they got a Oscar winning director to come replace Chris Miller and Phil Lord. And Ooh. that's Ron Howard. And Ron Howard is, is going to be the director now. Um, I'm assuming he's going to be shooting a lot of the movie over, right? Doing things that. over again. He did. He won an Oscar for the movie, a beautiful mind, which is, 
the movie, uh, your mom and I went on our first date. We went to go see A Beautiful Mind. Really? Yep, and so we watched it. special to you? It is special to me, yeah. So and he won the good? best director for it. It won the best It won the best picture that year at the Oscars also. Is it good? It's a very good movie, yeah. Um, is it an adult movie? Yeah. Could we watch it? Is. it? Mm, maybe. But it's, you know, it's it's written for adults. Uh, but it's, it's, I think it's PG-13. So we're kind of like, we're kind of like done with Chris Miller and Phil Lord. I mean, like they... Their, their fingerprints are going to be all over this movie because they've done most of the work, like as far as getting all the people hired for the production. I mean, that's also what a producer does. Um, but, you know, like just getting all of the stuff ready for the movie, right? Making all the sets. I mean, of course, they didn't make the sets, but they were there. They were they had input, right? So it's all kind of ready to be ready to film, you know? And Ron Howard's going to get to come in. And from what I've heard what I've read about Ron Howard. He's a very, very calm, very stable person. And, um, I've heard that people really like working with him. So that's good. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and he's directed some pretty good movies, you know? So I think I'm not too worried about it. Uh, funny, uh, fact, I think Ron Howard was in George Lucas's, uh, very first, uh, like big movie called American Graffiti. He was a main actor in that movie. Really? Yeah. And, uh, George Lucas asked him to to direct episode one. You said no. He said no. He also asked Steven Spielberg and, uh, Robert Zemeckis, who is another director. Uh, he also asked them to direct episode one. I think George Lucas had a feeling that he just wasn't a great director. So he kind of wanted to get people he knew and liked to direct instead. Um, but they all said, no, you know, you should do it. And then he did, which is fine. I think, um, it was, it's a good movie. Yeah. So, uh, but wow, I wonder what it would have been if Spielberg directed it. <laughs> could have been, could have been different. Could have been different. Uh, so yeah, so I think in the end, Ron Howard might be trying to bring the Kasdanses because it's Lawrence and John, his son. How cool would that be, by the way, to write a Star Wars movie with me? <laughs> a father and son or father and daughter team writing the Star Wars movie. Or father and daughter and, and son. And son. Ooh, all three of us. That'd be awesome. Uh, <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah. Oh my I gosh. Star Wars movie ever. So I'm so so like a lot of people are really worried about this. I'm not too worried. I'm in the not worried camp. I'm in the I'm sure it's gonna work out for the best camp. Same. Uh and uh and we have s'mores in our camp, so you should come over here. And hang out with us in the not worried about it camp. Uh, I'm pretty happy about it, actually, because uh, while I liked the Lego movie, which is what Phil Miller and Chris Lord did, I think it had some problems. And I'm not going to get into those here, but I don't want... Sure. I don't want the Han movie to have any problems. And uh, I'm a little more confident with Ron Howard directing than I was with Miller and Lord, so... Speaking of spinoff films, Rogue One is going to be on Netflix in July. How cool oh is that? Oh my gosh. That's pretty cool, huh? A Star Wars movie on Netflix? Um, yeah, and uh, Inferno Squad, an excerpt, was released on USA Today. And in it, we learn that Aiden Versio was a TIE fighter pilot during the Battle of Yavin. So she obviously survives. Just her invader floating out in space, I think. Maybe that's... That's where the story starts, maybe. I don't know. But, uh, pretty interesting. Uh, wasn't it, uh, Sienna who goes to, to, uh, 
retrieve Vader after the Battle of Yavin in Lost Stars? Didn't Sienna Ree go out oh, to retrieve him? I think she did. I think she did. She had something to do with that. So I wonder whether or not we'll see that from like a different vantage point. Like what if they also get Iden Versio on that same kind of trip when they come back to the Death Star and it's oh, blown up? What if what we if see Sienna? <laughs> what if, she's what like, if we see Sienna? Oh, oh my gosh, that would be the best. <laughs> that would be pretty cool. I love Sienna. Well... Let's head on over to Canon News. The Canon News song, yeah. The Canon News song, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From Rebel Rising, the book about Jin, which I'm still working my way through slowly. I just haven't had time to read, but it's really good. And I strongly recommend it for anyone who likes Jin. When Saw came to get Jin out of uh, that hatch at the beginning of Rogue One, before they left the planet, they went back to Jin's house. And Saw was looking for anything that uh, Galen would have left behind, right? Anything that he could learn about what Galen was working on for, well, the Republic, and then what he thought maybe he was still working on for the Empire. You know, he wanted to know, was there any information on the Empire that he could find? They found nothing. They left the house. uh, But before they left, Saw threw a detonator inside and blew up what was left of the house so that there would be no evidence left. So that's good, but it's also sad. I bet yeah. it was sad for Jin. Oh yeah, yeah. And that's what happens. That's what happened to to Jin's house on Lamu. Uh, Lamu. The name of the planet. Lamu. 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 Yeah. All right. Let's head on over. Just take things and give them to Jin that are Jin's. Well, he wanted her to leave was... behind. She did. Like when he said it's time to go, like she starts walking to her bedroom. And he puts his hand on her shoulder and he's like, we have to go. I think because he wanted her to, to, he wanted her to feel like she was leaving her old life behind because she was, she had to, she had to leave Jin Urso behind basically and be someone else, you know, because he wanted to keep her safe and that's what she had to do to stay safe. So it's a good book. Read it. Uh, and I'm talking to both of you also. So (laughs) Let's go have a joke. (laughs) Laugh it up, fuzzball. All right, something new for a joke. I have a I have a story joke, right? Because not all jokes are set up punchline. Some jokes you gotta you gotta set up with a story, you know. So Han Solo. Speaking of Han Solo, Han Solo was talking with Tina and Tammy, who are two friends of his on Tatooine. And he really was thirsty. They, he and Chewie, you know, came in from a long smuggling run, and they're super thirsty. He just wants a drink of water. That's all he wants. He's almost—it's almost like he's Finn coming into Nima Outpost, right? He's not quite that thirsty, but he's thirsty. Wants a drink of water, and neither Tina or Tammy are giving him any, right? He keeps—he's begging both of them, you know, give me water, please, you know. But then Tina had enough, and she walked away into this building down the street. And Han keeps asking, can you give me a drink, Tammy? Because Tammy's still there. And she says, no. He's like, can you please give me a drink, Tammy? No. Can you please give me a drink, Tammy? Please, Tammy, give me a drink. No. Eventually, he looks to where Tina went. And he thought, maybe there would be something to drink where she was. So he pointed at the building. And instead of asking if Tammy could give him a drink 
he asked, Cantina? Cantina? Could you get a drink at the cantina? <laughs> Who can give me a drink? Cantina? <laughs> anyway. Wow. So that was my... That was my joke. Air quotes. <laughs> that was your quote-unquote joke. You can't have a joke that's not funny. Well, that was funny. It wasn't. Uh, it I thought was, it was funny. Well, it was. It was a joke, but it mm. wasn't super, super funny. Not all jokes have to be funny. True. Yes, they do. <laughs> not on this show. A joke that's not funny. Not on this show. All right, let's. But it's not a joke. It's children on the force joke. Let's follow Tina to the. Actually, it wasn't the cantina that she was walking in. It was the hall of the question and answer council. The question and answer council, where we ask questions and answer them. It's the question and answer council. It's the question and answer So we were talking about that uh, from a certain point of view book, right? And I was thinking about like all the different stories that could be written. If you could choose to write one story, right, from A New Hope, uh, what would it be? Who would it be about? Um, so we're thinking about A New Hope. And think about how much is in there in A New Hope. All these background characters, all these characters who have like one line and then they don't. Uh, so think of all those characters you see in, in A New Hope and... Uh, even like that white clown protocol droid thing that's super creepy, which I, I, which I looked up on Wook, the Wook, and uh, it's apparently a CZ secretary droid. Secretary? Uh, I guess. Secretary! <laughs> I guess. We're pointing out every word that's here in Hamilton. Just secretary! Oh. Secretary of State. Great. Okay. Stay on target. Do you know you? Stay on target. So, I, I would do it about my Mothma. Okay, I would do it about that stormtrooper, uh, the famous stormtrooper person, who just has one line. I forget. I think um. He's in the New Hope. Yeah, I think so. He's like the guy in the hallway, and he just. Oh, the one like, who's saying like, "God, dear about the new T's T's sixty five. No, 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 no. Whatever. I'm talking about the you know the guy. Where it says, like, come to this place or this place. So a random stormtrooper, basically. But he has a name. Oh, okay. I would do the stormtrooper where he bumped the head. The stormtrooper who bumps his head yes. when he walks in. Yes. Yeah? I would do it about him. <laughs> so what would his story be? Um, His story would be that he, uh, his parents are rebellions. Oh, but then, the rebels? Yeah, yeah, but then... They abandoned him oh. because they needed to go fight. Yeah. But then an empire imperial picked him up, uh -huh. and then he flew the way to the empire, and then he grew up to be a stormtrooper. 
Okay. <laughs> Liam, have yeah, you had any more um, thoughts about yeah, what's Yeah, I, I think, it, I think it was the guy saying the... The one who hit his head? You heard about the... Oh, no, it was. The, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the guy who... You oh. heard about the new Starfighter thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what, um, uh, what would his story be? So his story is like... Mm, he grew up on this planet. Uh-huh. And he was just this farm boy, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, I could tell a long story that would be like five hours, or I could tell a short story that's like ten minutes, or five, or two minutes. We'll take the two-minute version. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So he covered okay. the planet farming. So, was he like moisture farming or actually uh, farming crops? He wasn't. He was just. Well, I don't know. His um, his parents were farm. It's like oh. kind of like Luke. He just. Oh. Okay. He, well, he just kind of grew up as a farm boy. Sure. And um. One day he went out mm-hmm. to get some what? Oh, he lived on Tatooine to get some whatever thingies at Tashi Station. The power converters. Yeah. Power converters yeah, at yeah. Tashi Station for yeah. his parents. Uh-huh. And he got into fight with a cadet. Okay. And the cadet captured him, and because his parents were also rebels, they used to be rebels. Oh. So um, the stormtrooper, the cadet captured him, uh-huh. and bring him in. Yeah. Um, to the empire, and um, he grew up to be a stormtrooper. Oh. Uh, okay. Now you. Your turn. Sure. Uh. Well. Mine, I think, is uh, Wurr, uh, who is the bartender uh, at the, the cantina. At the bartender at the cantina. At the cantina. Yeah, like, hey, we don't accept their kind here. No, you know, no droids. Yeah, right? Oh my gosh, Daddy, you should you should do um the first thing knocks down Luke. Oh, and then, big big and then fancy nose. Arm off the oh, big fancy Baba? nose. Oh, Doctor Amazon. And Baba, yeah, Dr. Mm. yeah. Dr. There, there might be one about them. I mean, I, honestly, I could see there being one about the bartender also. Uh, I could see there one being about one about a silly one about who I picked. Yeah. I could see there so, a silly one about who I picked. So, I was always fascinated by the bartender, right? Because I was always fascinated by bars. The concept of bars, literally. Yeah, because I grew up watching Cheers, so that was a, like a the TV show all about. Just people hanging out at a bar. Uh, starring Woody Harrelson, by the way, who's going to be in the Han Solo movie. It all connects, right? Woody Harrelson, Cheers, Bar, the bartender at the cantina. Uh, but also because your grandpa would go up to the bar, right? And I knew that it was like this place in our small town, but I never really got to go in there. Except for one time when I was, uh, when the uh, the one of the bar owner uh, was babysitting me. And she took me in there one time during the day when it was like closed to uh, take quarters out of the pinball machine and put them into rolls of quarters to bring to the bank to exchange for cash. And she let me play a couple free games of pinball. That was, that was really fun. But like it was during the day. So it's not like the bar wasn't really like active. And I always wondered like, what is it like to be in a bar? So in my mind, bars were like the cantina, right? That's what it was like to be in a bar. So whenever my dad came home and he didn't have his arm cut off, I was super happy because I assumed that. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. <laughs> I assume there's actually like bad smugglers and stuff in there. Oh yeah, right. 
like yeah, rhodians so there was and... actually no not like aliens <laughs> but like actually <laughs> no no smugglers well stuff. maybe maybe i thought it might be dangerous like I bounty remember, hunters maybe yeah well no yeah, not bounty hunters but what, i thought it might be thing there are hunters? there are not like not like in star wars really no though. i'm not talking about the star wars but, bounty hunters but did you think there were like bounty hunters in there or something no scoundrels scoundrels smugglers? scoundrels scoundrels yes scoundrels what is this? Just a person who might not be the nicest person or oh, kind of yeah. sneaky. <laughs> so the there kinda... actually are <laughs> some scoundrels in some bars. Are you I'm not the there actually are sca- some scoundrels in some sure. bars. I'm yeah, sure. I met the scoundrel in a bar once. He almost cut my arm off. <laughs> okay. So, anyway. <laughs> it wasn't until I worked in a bar that bartenders stopped being mythical to me. That they just I realized the bartenders are just people. And Wait, they're not you're all. A bartender? No, I wasn't a bartender, but I worked in a bar. I was a door guy at a comedy club, so I'd take the money uh, when people came to the show. Uh, and I did a little bit of bartending, barely though, just give, handing people beer when they bought it, basically. Um, yeah, but uh, I never got to tell anyone to leave their droids outside, unfortunately. That would have been kind of fun. That would have been fun. So, I, you know, you didn't ask me what, what uh, his story would be, though. Yes, we did. What would his story be? No, I mean, I said who I'd want it to be about, but I didn't tell you what the story would actually be. Right, but you Like, said what you didn't is ask. his story? You didn't ask me. Yes, we did. Oh, you did? I didn't answer you, though. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't even hear you ask. I must have been talking <laughs> when you asked. You talked over me? Maybe. Under me. You talked under me. That's why I didn't hear you. <laughs> anyway, under you, I got sleep um, under you. So I actually. I actually did not think of a story. I, I didn't, I kind of wasn't planning on asking you kids what your story would be. I just was a- planning on asking you what it would be about. So maybe, uh, maybe next week I'll have his story. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe I will write that. Maybe we'll all write ours. I could, oh yeah, we could all write our own short story. It'll be like 200 pages long. Our own little, uh, short. <laughs> from a certain point of view, submission. We could... We could do our own fan, like a fan version of From a Certain Point of View. Hey, anyone listening? So there's fan fiction, and there's, you know, places online where you can read people's fiction that they've written about Star Wars. So maybe if you have an idea for a short story, uh, listener at home, um, maybe we could make a place where we could put our own... Our own Children of the Force edition of Oh my uh, gosh, yes. From a certain point of view. And uh and we could open it up to any Star Wars thing. So let's say not, let's not let's not uh limit it to just a new hope. We'll say any Star Wars movie. Let's say any movie, any of the eight movies, right? Because we have episodes one through seven plus Rogue One. If you have a short story that you want to write or that you've even already written uh, maybe we can like uh, make an online document, or we could even put it on the website. You know, it can just be uh, anything Star Wars, any Star Wars fan fiction. Well, let's try to keep it to our own little version of this from a certain point of view. Okay. Yeah. So let's try to keep it to the movies. So it can be about any character that you see in the movie. It takes place during the movie. Could also be about a character that you don't see in the movie, but that you imagine is there, off screen somewhere. Uh, whatever be kind of fun. So anyway, just throwing it out there. If I get enough, uh, stories submitted and they can be as short as one page, if you want, 
uh, maybe I'll just put them up on the website as I get them to. It'd be kind of fun. We'll just call it, uh, you know, short stories, Star Wars short stories. I don't know. I'm just flying, flying by the seat of my pants now. I'm just thinking about it. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but we'll see if I end up writing that were were uh, short story. Then maybe I'll just put it up on the website and uh, and then people can go from there. So, all right. Well, I think uh, that's it. But uh, oh yeah, we wanted to say. Uh, Anna, do you want to say a happy anniversary? Oh, yeah. Um, it's the 20th anniversary of Harry Potter today. Happy birthday, Harry Potter. Yeah, so what? Uh, may the force be with you, Harry Potter. Yep. Right. Thank you so much for listening to episode 75 of Children of the Force. And as always, thank you to those who support us over on patreon.com slash children of the force. We really, really, really appreciate it. You can contact us via Twitter. At first children. On Facebook we are Children of the Force. Our email address is Forshildren at gmail.com. Our website is www.childrenoftheforce.com And head on over to speakpipe.com slash children of the force to leave us a voicemail that we will almost positively play on the show. And finally, please leave us a review on iTunes or anywhere else you listen to us. Doing so will make it easier for more people to find us and to hear us and to listen to us and to put us in their ears and for <laughs> and, their and, brains and to, and to, to, and make to know sense. what Hamilton is. Because we were talking about it. Yay. So maybe I, they'll listen to Hamilton. Yeah, or, yeah, maybe, I guess. I mean, that's not the point of the podcast, but I guess <laughs> that'd be a, a little side effect. Yeah. All right. <laughs> For Children of the Force, I'm Al. I'm Anna. I'm Liam. And may, may the, the Force, Force be with you. you.